Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 11 of the Live, Ride, Learn podcast. Y'all, today's guest brought it. I am so excited for you to hear this interview. Also, um, we kind of had a long talk, so I decided to turn it into two episodes. So get excited. I will quick release them. So I'm going to release one today and the next one probably the next day. So you won't have to wait too long if you're totally in love with the conversation, which I'm pretty sure you will be. And also I just started, oh, this is your host, by the way, Sarah Higner. So new listeners. Hi, I'm Sarah. Anyway, I just started a new podcast called Author Shenanigans. You can find it on almost every podcasting platform, although so far Apple has not picked it up. So please, go listen. I think Apple is waiting for us to have so many listens before they pick it up. But it is a super fun podcast for people who love to read. I interviewed two of my favorite authors who co-authored a book series that is incredible. Like one of those book series, you cannot put it down and you basically just don't sleep for three days. Yeah, one of those. So anyway, if you love to read, go check out the Author Shenanigans podcast. I'm also doing a paperback giveaway. But you know what? We are on the Live Ride Learn podcast, so that's what we're going to talk about right now. I'm going to stop the intro so that we can dive into this interview because it is amazing. Get excited. All right, everybody, welcome to the Live Ride Learn podcast. This is your host, Sarah Hickner, and today I have a very special guest with us, my friend, Megan. Hello. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I watch you every week on your Instagram oh, videos. You. Plus, I just miss you since you oh, moved away. I know. So I know. I'm excited to have you. So tell us, well, how's it going? It's, it's going good. good. I, you know, I think a good is in context of 2020 and now 2021. It's been a, 2020 was the dumpster fire. And then 2021, we're only 15-ish days in. And it's a little bit of a trash can fire, that's for sure. But we, I think yeah. in context of all of that, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You are welcome. It's fun. Just like I can hear the joy in your voice. So yeah. You know, I think one of the gifts of this year is we've learned to just smile. Oh my goodness. I was reading an article uh, today, this morning or something, and it was just about like mental health. I don't know. It's like on Instagram or something, but it's basically, no, it wasn't. I don't know. It might've been on Instagram. It might've been in my devotional. I have no idea. But I do know that like one, it was saying like, just smile because the psychology, even if you don't feel like it, because the psychology of your lips or your mouth moving upwards tricks your brain into giving you like the happiness chemicals in your body anyway. And so I've just, there have been moments where like my kids have been quarantined and I'm just like, I'm like, just smile. Like yesterday, I was just like, just smile, smile, just smile. So anyway, I don't. It's, it's going to be, be all fine. okay. It'll all be fine. <laughs> God's got this. So funny that you say that because, you know, I've been working on my little short stories uh-huh. for the book that's coming out hopefully I... in February, I think. And in one of the stories, um, I was talking about my horse. My first horse made me fall off all the time. Okay, she didn't make yeah. me. I just wasn't <laughs> a good rider yet. And I fell off all the time. And I learned that if I laughed, I would feel better quicker. Wow. I would fall off. And once I caught my breath, I would start laughing. And then uh, I feel like I wish I wish that psychology would work on like my children. Like I have one child that um, (laughs) I would never 
call her a crybaby to her face, but on a podcast where I'm not mentioning my child's name, I feel okay to say this, where I'm like, okay, honey, it's okay. And so what we started trying to do is like when she hurts herself or something and she like starts crying. I know by hurts herself, I mean like, you know, she like it no, doesn't really like hurt. she's she brushes the wall wrong. And yeah. Anyway, so we've all started like trying to laugh and be like, ha, 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 ha. it does not work. It does not work. She's just is like, why are you laughing at me as I'm in big? Anyway. Wait, how old? Well, is she? I shouldn't say because then I only have two kids. Process of elimination. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. and then we'll know. Okay, so my five-year-old cries a lot, but I know she's old enough at this point that if we tried laughing, she would cry. A oh lot my gosh! And be very <laughs> okay. Well, angry. fine. Uh, yes, it's my five-year-old, <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. Is like we tried laughing or not laughing at her, but like being like, "Ha ha ha! It's okay. It does not work. It just makes her like more angry." <laughs> So we stopped that. That is funny. We got when um when my five year old finished preschool, she got a book that said I can control my emotions as a gift from her teacher. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we were targeted in this one. Yeah. <laughs> so because she can control her emotions, but she doesn't often. Yeah, get they'll there. get there. Which I trust. I y'all you enjoy your great parents. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I don't know. We're just we, as out, are know. all of us. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I. I don't really understand. You know, looking back, our parents seem so grown up and mature. And now I look around and I think we're all just kids raising kids. I know. Uh, I was actually talking to my husband like two days ago, and I was like, "Wait, okay, our um." My our neighborhood HOA, the head of the HOA is calling me to be on like the board of HOA people. I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> am I old enough for this? I I I feel like I'm 21. Like we're I I shouldn't be asked to do this. Like I'm not responsible. Anyway, yeah. he looks at me and he's like, You're old enough for this. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I know, but I do feel like raising kids, I feel like I looked at my parents and thought they were just they had all the answers. They knew it all. And now in hindsight, you're just like, they knew nothing and I know nothing. Yeah. And it's kind of like blindly in the blind. That's why I read a lot of books about parenting. <laughs> I own books about parenting and I read like two chapters. I'm <laughs> no, like, oh, I got the gist. <laughs> oh, I'll pick it up later and then never do. Okay. So let's, I uh, let's get into the, um, you know, the whole point of the, podcast is stories and and if we keep rambling I'll just ramble for an hour and people get so um, I want to hear so let me give people a little background on you I met Megan because she is a worship leader mm -hmm. she was at my church in mm -hmm. Virginia and now she is in the big state of Texas Yeehaw. and um, yeah and I miss her but I know you're yes. loving it there so um, just give us oh wait hold on a quick plug I love your little CD that you released a couple years mm -hmm. ago. Uh, I don't know if you've released anything else since then, but Megan is my alarm clock every morning. Oh my morning. goodness. Um, <laughs> no pressure, but you know, it's such good. It's Christian music and it, it's so good. I love it. So thank just you. A little plug on that. If y'all are interested in a few good Christian yeah. songs, Megan is amazing. Thank you. Okay. You go. The floor is yours. Uh, to talk about myself. Okay, yeah. well, to talk about yourself, 
or tell us a story that, you know, where God's really impacted you or changed you or something. Just teach us something because you are full of lessons and wisdom. Well, I, I think like where I'm at right now, I'm making these videos on Instagram. I'm about to put them on YouTube as well. I mean, we're working on putting them on YouTube, which so probably at the end of this week. Um, and, you know, I really wanted to teach. And so even as a worship leader, I've always felt like my job is not just to sing songs. It's to teach people the word of God, um, even when it's singing. And so whenever we're singing songs, we're singing truths about God to God. And so, um, so I've started making these videos. It kind of started at the beginning of COVID and I started making these just kind of little short videos. And (laughs) as the, I write and edit and film all of it. And so like, as the year kind of continued 2020, they got shorter and shorter. Cause I'm like, dude, it takes like eight hours per minute to edit for me, like for all the graphics and everything. So now my videos are titled, here's one thing. And they're like two minutes and I'm not an <laughs> idiot. It still takes me like, it takes me forever. It takes me like 16, 20 hours, like to like get a two minute video edited. But I've always heard that about about good videos, and that's why mine are so unprofessional. But yours look amazing, and I always wondered. I was like, "Do Corey and Megan work together on this? Like, how do y'all do such incredible?" Well, videos? I Corey helps me film it, so like I write them all, and then I take them to Corey, not for like approval, <laughs> because listen, Mama, don't play like that. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's another person reading it. He's got a master's in theology, all that kind of stuff. So you just want other people looking at the stuff you put out into the world, especially when it's about the Lord, because you yourself are not an island and you don't have all of the knowledge of the Bible. And so other wisdom when you're talking about Jesus is like super important. So anyway, I I give him a story. He looks over the devotionals and then he helps me film them. Like, cause one time I filmed an entire, I filmed like three devotionals and they were all um, out of focus. It had automatically focused to the wall. So I like lost all that. (laughs) So it was, I was so sad anyway. So he helps with uh, filming and then he kind of stands behind the camera and tells me whenever I'm talking too long or whenever my joke just really isn't that funny or, you know, whatever. And so he kind of helps with that stuff. And then I uh, edit it all and I write it, I edit it, and then I put it into the world and, you know, see what happens with it. But um, so I'd say uh, that, so I, I still lead worship on Sundays. I still love to teach and I still lead worship at women's events, all that kind of stuff. And I love to lead worship and I really should start putting more music out into the world. I, um, that's actually one of my goals for this year is to kind of do more music, but also I want to uh, continue teaching with my words, like talking. Cause I really do love that. It's, it's been something that has just it's kind of just a passion for me right now is just to tell people about Jesus. There's only so much a song can do. Um, and there's, and I, I have gotten to do that and I've loved it. And it's so fun to also get to just literally tell people point blank, like there is this life and this life is all you get. And Jesus tells us that he has a plan and a purpose for our life and a hope and a future for our life. Like Jesus, like God has hopes 
for our life and a future for our life. And he says that he, if we follow him, he will lead us down the paths of righteousness and goodness for the sake of Christ and affecting the world for the sake of Jesus Christ. And so you just start being able to tell these people things and it's just incredible. And, and when you see people like be affected by it, it's just incredible. And so, so that's kind of my current story of what, what I'm trying to do is, is, teach. And honestly, I don't know. I don't have any grand plan. Uh, I was going to say, like, do you have a direction that you want this to go? I mean, no, you know, at the beginning of every year for the past two years. So um, let me preface that. Like, that sounds like me and Corey have (laughs) twice done this for 25 years. We've only been married for uh, 12 and a half. So it's definitely not that. But for the past two years, we have Corey's brought home those you know those massive post-its like they're two feet tall they're just huge oh yeah the ones that people use for yes. presentations and then they like peel and stick exactly it to the yep. or whatever so he's yeah. brought those massive uh, massive the he's brought those <laughs> massive post-its home and so last year we did this and this year we did this and kind of just wrote down all the things that I would like to do, the dreams I would like to achieve and just to put them on paper to like conceptualize them. And then Corey's an Enneagram one. I don't know if your listeners like know about the Enneagram. If they don't, Hey guys, this is just from me to you. Y'all should just look it up. Um, (laughs) but he's an Enneagram one. So like figuring out how you get from point A to point B is, one of their specialties for a lot of Enneagram ones. Okay. So anyway, we just kind of talk through those kind of things, think of ideas, dream a little bit. And so we did that last year. That's how here's when things started. And so we did that this year. And, you know, honestly, I feel like I don't know where it's going to go, but I know that I'm supposed to sustain it. I know that I want to kind of create some worship initiatives here in Dallas and I want to get together some worship cohorts here in Dallas. And so there's a few things that I really want to do, but, but I don't really sense the Lord giving me this, like, and then you're going to write a book. I'm like, anyone who's writing a book, like you included, I'm like, how, what, how do you, how do you know what to even write about? Like I I can barely write. (laughs) I mean, all I can do is write two minute devotionals about Jesus. Like that's literally all I could possibly do. So, um, well, if you write enough two-minute devotionals about Jesus, you have Hey, to. dude. So, touche. Keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's where I'm at this year. Um, but I have – I could talk for hours, so you just asked me some questions. Well, let's um, – okay, what – okay, I'm going to share my favorite just one thing that I can remember uh, off the top okay. of my head because I see them every week. And then I want you to tell me your favorite. And so my favorite was because it really hit home and it was either last week or the week before when you talked about, and it may even make me cry because it hit home so hard. Um, sometimes we don't trust that God's best for us yeah. is our best. Oh no, it really is making me oh, cry. See, this is what you're going to make me you, cry. <laughs> what you do has mm. power. And so. God speaks through you. And that is something that I think sometimes in my life, I have questioned that because sometimes God puts us through the hard stuff to help us become who we need to become. And, and I always say, God, take me and use me and all this stuff. And then when he does, it hurts. (laughs) And so, um, and so sometimes I shy away from that. I'm like, well, God, 
I don't know if I really want to go there. And when you did that just one thing, I was like, oh, man, I so hear that and I feel that because God's best for us is totally our best. I mean, he is God. And um, but it's such human nature for us to shy away from that. Yeah, I would say probably I would say that's probably one of my top videos as well of just importance. And, you know, I think that um, over the past three years, the struggle, the biggest struggle has been this idea of like, God, my dreams are obviously bigger than your dreams for me. And you just want me to be a mom, which there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, but like, like, uh, nothing outside of that, like catering to my children. And by mom, that's what I mean is n- there's a joy and purpose in being a mom. I love my kids and my daughters are my everything, but catering to children all day is not a purpose, you know, a long-term purpose. And, and that's not right. something that God calls us to long-term is catering to children's needs. And so I, sometimes that makes me feel like kind of empty and running on empty and um, and so, you know, I think that over these, this past year, something that the Lord has taught me is that God's, God has a better for our life. God has a better, he does, but it takes yeah. us humbling ourselves and it takes us like, so it's even more than humble. It's surrender, surrendering our life, our wants, our oh. dreams, our hopes, our future, surrendering our past, our regrets, everything into the hands of God who loves you, who cares for you, who created you and saying, okay, God, you have a hope and a future for me. You have a plan and a purpose for me, a plan to give me hope and a future. Right. And so, and so I surrender what I think my better is my definition of that. And I take on what your better is. Like I was having this conversation with one of my friends who had dealt with infertility and still deals with infertility. And they had, uh, they adopted over, they adopted about four years ago. And she was just telling me the story of how like she had to lay down the dream of having her own child to take up these two children. And this was God's definition of better for her child, for those children. And this was God's definition of better for them. But it takes us saying, God change my, rewire me, rewire my desires. Because like God, God, the purpose of God in our life is not for us to weave God around us and our desires. Like that's just not how God works. Like, Right. Like he's no, not our genie like, in a bottle here. Like, yeah. John one in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Like in the beginning is and was and forever will be the Lord. And so the Lord brings us into this world. He forms and fashions us with a purpose. And he, he forms us and says, looks at us and say, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Why? Because I made you right. And so yeah, our life and our desires should always be constantly coming to the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, realign my desires, realign my definition of better, realign my hopes for the future, everything to you and to your better and to what you want and to your hopes and to your dreams. 
And, um, and so that's, that's what we're called to do as believers. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's kind of what, that's been my story. That's been my struggle. I mean, I tell anyone who's like, who talks to me about the videos and who comments and who says like, Hey, this really helped me. What I always tell them is like, I'm, I'm talking to myself first. This, all of this is just coming out of like my time with the Lord (laughs) where the Lord is like talking to me and I'm like, okay, all right. And so I write it down and then I hope that it helps other people. That's, that's kind of how I feel with my blog post and my podcast. It, it's like all this stuff that I feel like God is teaching me, but then I don't want people to think I'm this poster child for it because I still, screw oh, it up. Yeah. Like, I, I still, you know, don't always, I think my podcast last week was super popular. It was my most popular one so far. And it was how to handle life mm. when you spiral. And so I posted it. And it's all about trusting God. Like, that's what you just lean on the truth, you know, of God's word and stuff. So I post it. I'm so nervous because, like you mentioned, with having theological things checked over, I was like, I'm not. Like, there's one thing where I kind of misquoted the Bible just a smidge and it doesn't. (laughs) I was, like, so panicky. All these people are listening to it. And then literally Mm -hmm. in two days, I was spiraling. And I'm like, okay. I podcasted on this. God help me just lean on your truth. But it, you know, it's weird. We're still. Oh my gosh. I feel um, like I, but to, I can spiral with like the best of them. I can spiral for days. Yeah. Like I, I can, I yes. mean, for real, like yeah. spiraling down like the dark failure pathways of like, yeah. So I'm, I'm there with you. I don't have. Yes. I posted the podcast and then it was either the next day or two days later, I spent yeah. half the day crying. Like, and I was like, I dude, I just taught people not to hundred percent. hundred percent. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, and when you talked about surrender, I have like, this is, I feel like we're on such mm. a similar pathway right now. And it's incredible this year. You know, everyone has started getting on this thing about having a word of the year. And for the last four years, probably I've had a word and it's things like last year, my word was spark because I was like, I can't be a flame, but I can be a spark. And that starts a flame and all this like big empowering stuff. Right. And this year I'm in such a different place and I've never heard of anyone having a word that wasn't something big and empowering. But my word this year, I was just Mm. feeling really called to make it Mm. surrender. And, and I just feel like I've got all these balls in the air that I'm working with. And I think God has called me to all of them and, and I can't do it all in my own power. So I just have to surrender. And it's like, and I, and I said, God, can that be a word Mm -hmm. of the year? Like, that's pretty meek, which is where God wants us to be so that we're leaning on him. So I don't know why I would even question it. But then I was on a training on Tuesday and this other girl's word was very similar to surrender and it was just affirmation that you know God's working in a lot of us in different ways right now than he ever than we've ever been worked with and so I love that we're just both in that because that's I mean that's where I am with all my work right now it's like I'm it's it's raw and it's kind of embarrassing sometimes to put stuff out but I just surrender it to God and like I just do my best Sarah I believe that the word surrender if the Lord is, and this is for your listeners too, if the Lord is 
giving you a word for your year and to surrender, I believe to the depths of my soul that there could not be a stronger word that the Lord has given you. Because listen, when your when the word God has given you is surrender, then it means that God is calling you to be hand everything over to the him. Like if you pile all of the balls that you have in the air and like my friend says, I'm like time. She's like, you know, I don't have plates in the air. I have plates on the ground and I pick up the plates that I need as I need them. Like, you know, yes, and so, but if you have all of those things like. and you have them in your hands and you hand them over to the Lord and now your hands are empty and now with open and empty hands, you're able to say to the Lord, okay, I surrender all of these to you. It's like when we are weak, that is when God is most strong in us. And so what he's saying yeah. is, hey, I need you to surrender everything so I can work with power and might through you. And I can't, I, you won't allow me to work in power and might through you if you're holding on to all of this stuff. So you need to surrender all of this to me so that I can work with power, with strength and with might through you. And so if God is calling you to surrender, you are in the best possible place, the best possible place. It's not meek at all. It is so strong and so powerful. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Was that not amazing? Y'all, I told you it'd be good. So be sure to check out at Megan Thurman on Instagram so that you can see these videos that we talked about. Also, you can find her music on Spotify, Megan Thurman. Don't forget she spells it M-A-G-E-N and then Thurman is normal. Um, But definitely check her out. And don't forget that we will be back with episode two of this conversation so you can finish it. Um, But until then, pass it to a friend, rate it, review it, subscribe to it whatever. I hope you love the podcast and I'll talk to you on our next episode of Live, Ride, Learn.